So for anthropology, it might look like this. Um, uh, for architecture, uh, and I'm using architecture now uh, to, uh, uh, instead of urban design because in most respects, you know, 90 to 95% of all urban design programs uh, really are ensconced or housed within architecture uh, programs uh, around the world. Uh, and there aren't, there aren't that many of them, by the way. Um, and so, so anthropology might look like this. Uh, in the middle, architecture might look like that, uh, but at, at the root, they're still asking certain kinds of questions about the world. Now, that doesn't mean we haven't moved beyond this. I mean, certainly we're trying to break out of these frameworks, and I'll talk about that. Um, but this is the kind of basic challenge that we face, is, uh, and this is actually one of the, the main difficulties uh, when I work with um, students and faculty uh, at the New School of, of trying to get people to really think beyond uh, these um, these kinds of siloed boundaries, and I'll talk about that. Uh, another challenge, of course, is that um, anthropology uh, and architecture regard themselves in, in very different kind of ways vis-a-vis uh, -vis their approach to the production of knowledge. Uh, so anthropology thinks of itself as an empirical discipline uh, and architecture as a normative discipline. Um, I, of course, would argue that neither are neither. Uh, does, that, does that make any sense? I don't really know. Uh, that um, anthropology has, of course, both normative empirical uh, dimensions and so does architecture. Uh, but, but that divide of the normative empirical really does actually, that's one of the things that emerges in, when I'm teaching in the classroom. That's one of the things that really emerges uh, uh, first and foremost between students that come out of uh, architecture and students that come out of social science. It's really interesting. So, what we're trying to do, and I think what a lot of us are interested in, because if you're attracted to urban design, and if you're interested in the idea that urban design might have a relationship with social science, then you are, by, 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 the, by the very fact of that, interested in transcending these kinds of disciplinary boundaries and these silos, then you're, you're trying to think about what it might mean, I, I think with me, and I invite you to think with me, what it might mean uh, to think in a transdisciplinary way. And I don't necessarily mean interdisciplinary, I really mean transdisciplinary, that is, how might we begin to think about the structuring and organization of knowledge, the production of knowledge, uh, in a way uh, that doesn't, it doesn't necessarily move beyond disciplines altogether and leave them behind, uh, but, it, but it reorganizes the role of the disciplines in the production of knowledge. Um, and so that instead of the discipline uh, framing the kinds of questions we ask, uh, what we're really interested in, um, oh, I see. Yeah, we do have, uh, do have a kind of Mac PC problem here. But anyway, as we're really trying to switch that and say, let's begin to think about um, asking questions from the basis of, um, you know, the object of study, right? So that instead of saying, I'm an anthropologist, or I'm a sociologist, or I'm a political scientist, uh, so I ask questions about politics. I ask questions about you know human uh, social relationships in small groups. I ask questions about uh, the nature of building design and things like that. That we start with something like the city as our our point of departure. That the city is actually what disciplines us in terms of thinking about how we produce knowledge, how we uh, approach uh, thinking about the world. Uh, and so the city disciplines the problems and the queries, and that leads to a methodological heterodoxy because of course. As we very quickly, I think all of you will realize this, as we very quickly realize, the city is vastly too complex. The complexity of the city rapidly outstrips our ability to understand it through any one disciplinary lens, right? The city is, in, 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 you know, 
in re reality, of course, the city is just kind of an unknowable creature. It's an unknowable, big, amorphous thing, and we pretend like we can know it because we have these sort of frameworks, and we approach it in that way, uh, at, which is kind of exciting. Uh, I kind of like that the idea of the city is a kind of ultimately unknowable because it's what keeps me going, keeps me getting out of bed, that sort of thing, um, keeps me teaching. But um, th it gives us what we then need are uh, uh, lots of tools, lots of ways to try to understand the city. And then that opens up, of course, uh, not just the methodologies that we can use, but the, uh, the, the actual products that we can create. The, what, what it, you know, if, if, there, if the city is complex and if we have lots of different tools, then we can produce lots of different things, not just, not just books, not just articles, maybe not even just buildings, but all sorts of things. Uh, and, and social scientists, and, uh, uh, that is, anthropologists and urban designers can then begin to work together on a, lot of a range of different kinds of uh, products and not just uh, the kinds of things that they're used to doing um, from their graduate. Uh, student uh, days. And so it, this sets up a different set of feedback loops, right? Um, those kind of dotted lines that connect things. Uh, that is that there's a feedback loop that then begins to get generated between uh, the kind of problems you ask and the, the kinds of things that you're producing, research and exhibits and that sort of thing. There's a feedback loop that begins to develop between the object of your study, that is in this case the city, uh, and the metho methodologies that you actually are bringing to bear on it. That is, you begin to realize that you don't have all the tools you need, so that you, you then go in search of other tools. 